Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Connection. We hope that you and your family and your loved ones are doing well, staying well. It really is um, just an unprecedented time, not only here in Connecticut, but across our country. And uh, I think we're all doing our best to just keep our heads above water at this point. Um, I am Ann Baldwin, one of your hosts, and Lisa DeMattis-Lapore is with me, the president and CEO of The Connection, which is a nonprofit. Good ser- morning. Good morning. You're a nonprofit service organization, and you know, um, someone said this a long time ago, and I don't remember whom. It's not my original thought, which most aren't, but someone said, in every problem, there's a blessing. And I got to witness a blessing, Lisa, um, on behalf of the connection with uh, Beth Connor earlier this week when we went to Porter and Chester Institute because all of their students, they have a very large nursing and healthcare program across their campuses and all their students are, you know, distance learning like most are. And they were nice enough to donate some essential um, equipment and devices to the connection. So talk a little bit about that and what these acts of kindness mean to an organization like yours and to all organizations that are getting so much support right now? Well, of course, um, I want to, you know, send a shout out to Foyer and Chester. Thank you so much for your very generous donations of gloves, masks, the, the uh, N95 masks, um, and gowns, of course, for our staff. And, you know, I the outpouring of amazing humanity, whether it's on social media or my friends or, you know, the United Way or other folks, you know, contacting us um, about what type of, you know, supplies do we need right now for our staff and our clients. Um, but of course, our staff that are, you know, tire- tirelessly working and dedicated um, in our residential, tw- you know, 24-hour a day program. Um, where clients that we serve are at real are at high risk of uh, potentially um, contracting, you know, COVID, and just the outpouring is so amazing. Of a good friend of mine lives in Massachusetts, 
and she's working from home right now, and she's in the process of making 60, you know, masks for us right now, um, and she'll be sending those. But, you know, all kinds of folks are just really reaching out. So I'm so grateful. I think if one thing has come out of this so far, hopefully we're a little more sensitive um you know, to each other. We're a little more appreciative for what we do have. And we also, I think, realize how much we have to lose. So we've got a real celebrity on the show today. We do. And I'm happy to say that Ray DeMattis is is my uncle. And he's on, um, he's on live with us right now um, from New York City. And um, born and raised in Hamden, Connecticut, and has made an amazing career for himself and it you know and he's been in new york city for over 50 years and he's been on you know greece broadway sopranos he's done all these amazing things i love him dearly um he's just um he's such a bright light um in our lives and so with further ado i want to say welcome uncle ray to the show (laughs) well wow thank you very much that's a hard act to follow right there it's very sweet, and thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. And all my love goes right back to you. Lisa mentioned that you grew up in Connecticut, but you've spent, you know, a lot of your life in New York City. And, you know, some of the sadder moments that I've seen are, you know, when Broadway went dark, when the theaters stopped running, mm-hmm. you know. And, and as an actor yep. and um, someone who's made their living in the city and doing what you do, I mean, what's your reaction to what's been happening? You know, I've seen, you know, I was there with polio in the 50s, you know, in Vietnam in the 60s and AIDS and HIV in the 70s and 80s. And the only thing to really compare it to in New York City was 9-11. But the thing about 9-11, of course, was that uh, uh, it was obviously very focused and a very unique, one day, in a sense, situation. Uh, And it took us time to, to recover from that. This is all of us. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, a, a couple of fr- uh, star friends of mine, people who are, you know, have been hit with this thing. And a lot of actors are, are you know, uh, my friends, we're all, everybody's fighting. Yes, it's a very physical business when you perform, you know, so generally you're in great shape and it helps to get you through. And that, you know, if you're a singer, of course, your lungs, your diaphragm are strong. But it, when it comes with age, everything, as you know, starts to slow down. And so that's where you become the most vulnerable. So if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Ray DeMattis, or as Lisa affectionately refers to him as Uncle Ray, which he is her uncle, um, and kind of giving us a, a really insider's look at what things are like, not only in New York City, but on Broadway and these treasured um, and cherished productions and shows that we've all come to know. Um, Ray you know, you said, and you made a really good point when you said that it's not only the people on the stage, but it's the people behind the scenes. But more importantly, it's the audience. And you wonder, when is the comfort level going to come back for people to go yes. to a crowded place and sit literally right next to each other? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We have no clue how to fix it. Of course, uh, you know, if I may, I was... Um, we are, I am due to work on a project that will be uh, Broadway connected uh, to open in November. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this, this is going to be huge. And we're counting on it. And here we are sitting on something that's going, that's going to be an extraordinary, wonderful theatrical event. Mm-hmm. And, 
And, you know, and here we all just sit and wait and say, well, okay, what is this going to be? A part of this is interesting, the, the timing of all of this. I was hired uh, by, uh, to direct Greece, uh, the original uh, version of Greece, by Pat Birch, who was the original choreographer of the original Greece and choreographed the movie Greece and directed Greece 2 and the movie. And uh, uh, she brought me on and, uh, uh, to direct this production. And it was supposed to be the off-Broadway showcase for the musical theater students at Marymount Manhattan College. And I began working on this in November. And, you know, and it, it, it's a lot. It's huge. It's, you know, bringing all the designers in and the costume people and, you know, the casting the actors and beginning work on the music and the choreography. And we worked hard. We got the best cast possible with an extraordinary group of talented young people who are going to go on and have wonderful careers. Okay. We work, we work, we work, and here it comes. Oh, my God. And two weeks before we had to open off-Broadway, we had to cancel it all. And, and everyone was destroyed, absolutely destroyed, that it was it, it, it come down to this. And so there you go. This was recent. Oh, God, yeah, two, like three weeks ago. Because I know that you, um, you, you know, worked that, on the original Grease back, back in the day, back in the 70s. Oh, the 70s, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I've been very blessed. You know, I, I was uh, entrusted with uh, uh, doing productions of Greece. I had, uh, you know, I'd, I'd done it a lot, and I worked with people like Patrick Swayze and Richard Gere and John Travolta and Judy Kaye, and you know, I mean, amazing, amazing performers. We all began our career there because, of course, it was the only show at the time that was a showcase for young performers on Broadway. Everybody wanted to be in it. And so it was a remarkable, and a lot of talent, you know, passed through that. And what happened was I, I had, I had uh, studied directing, really. I didn't study acting, but I got hooked on this thing. How do you do this? How do you do this in front of an audience? And I kept going in that direction, and <laughs> what can I tell you? I'm Italian. I sing. Anyway, you know, it, it, it helped me, you know, in terms of, you know, having a career. But they entrusted me with it. And whenever there was a big national tour, they said, Ray, would you direct it? Because you will bring what we originally wanted as opposed to all this other stuff that's been added and played against, you know, that kind of thing. So they wanted that thing. And that's what I've been doing over the years. And after all this time, you have this wonderful, incredible woman, Pat Birch, uh, bring me in to say, I want Ray to direct this. And we brought in the original musical director, Louis St. Louis, who was the musical director for the movie and wrote the song Sandy to kind of, you know, begin to look over this. So it would have a, a you know, an honesty to it and, and it would bring it forward. And all of this work, all of these people, all of the meetings done over and to, to, to announce this to the entire cast and watch all of these people in tears myself included you know when, when 2001 happened you know the broadway closed for what two or three days and that you know but now when's it going to come back right. when, are we, when are the audiences going to feel safe enough to sit next to one another with 1300 people around them watching a, a, a musical cast of anywhere between what 10 and 40 you know singing at them Right. It's truly terrible. Hey, Lisa, I a little, a little. It is very sad. A little birdie told me a story, and either I can tell it from the perspective of the little birdie, or I will let you tell it, and I'll give you a clue. 
All I really know is that you saw John Travolta in his underwear. Do you want to take it from there? I did. <laughs> I want to tell the story. <laughs> you know when they do two truths and a lie? You know when they do two truths and a lie? Yeah. I always would put that in there because people would always think that was a lie, but it's the truth. So, my, so Uncle Ray, <laughs> Uncle Ray, thank you for that moment. Besides taking me to Studio 54. Well, that's Except, of course, story. with the deal, I saw him in his underwear every night. We shared a dressing room. You know, why? Well, <laughs> okay. No, no big thing there. Yeah. <laughs> you Go did. Lisa, I'm sorry to interrupt. In underwear. No, no, it's all good. You, I'm sure you've seen other people in their underwear, too. We won't go. We, but this is not for today's show. But since you brought it up. Um, well, 1,300 people a night on Broadway saw me in my underwear with that show. <laughs> yes, they did. Because yeah. my uncle was the mooner there. Okay, so. All kidding aside, so my uncle, you know, this was like a big thrill, right? Your uncle's on Broadway, and, you know, you get to go behind stage and, you know, meet the actors and, you know, and, and you know, step on the stage. And so it's always, as a child, you know, exciting to go see him. So I was, you know, 15, 16, whatever. And, you know, my uncle's sharing the dressing room with John Travolta, and there he is. I mean, he was in the height of his very handsome hunkiness, okay? Mm -hmm. And there he is in these little tiny <laughs> bikini underwear. I was like, this is a good, this is an extra bonus. Like, I didn't think I was going <laughs> to see that, but I have to say, it was a moment, it is still etched in my mind. <laughs> You'll never forget it. That's all I could say. You know, yeah. when, when John, an extraordinary story there, you know, uh, John had quit high school and uh, because he'd been discovered by one of the most powerful managers in the business. And he said to his mother, if he wasn't on Broadway by the time he was 19, that he would go back to school. Well, sure enough, he, he, uh, he did not play Danny Zuko at the time. He was, he was playing duty and, uh, you know, uh, and a supporting character. And I remember you know, in Jerry Zach's, a four-time Tony Award winner, a director, uh, started out as Kinnicky, and, and he's about to open Mrs. Doubtfire. I hope he gets a chance to do that, the musical. And and uh, we were all staying together, and John said, you know, someday I'm going to play Danny Zuko. And we all looked at him and like, yeah, right, you, you go ahead. Sure enough, the rest, as they say, is history. Me, when I auditioned for wow. the movie, they said, hey, we have to shoot you through linoleum to make you look like a teenager. So that, I had no I had no. <laughs> Oh, this is such a cool perspective. And again, Ray DeMattis, um, who is Lisa DeMattis Lapore's uncle, is on with us, a longtime resident of New York City. What street do you live on, Ray? I live on 96th Street. I'm, I'm very blessed. I live on the Upper West Side. I'm a, a half a block from uh, Central Park. So Central Park is my backyard. So and I'm blessed to have it. Well, and, what does uh, it look like? What does it look like when you look out your window today? I'll tell you what's remarkable. What's really, really remarkable is, again, you know, uh, what, 51 years I've experienced New York City. To see a cross-town bus empty, bus after bus, or to one or two people on it, and they have the passengers get on the bus through the rear door so that the driver, of course, all the drivers are gloved and masked. Then you see nobody going into the subway. Very scary, you know. Uh, 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 you know. And then experiencing major avenues 
like Broadway or, or you know, the avenue that's right down the corner from me, no traffic, very little traffic on the street. You know, the, the, when in New York could you cross the street without having to worry about the walk and don't walk sign? You know, but I would tell you the most extraordinary thing that it really moves me because it's one of those New York things. After 9-11, everybody was watching out for everybody else. Every, it made us aware of each other. All of a sudden, there was more than just you getting through the day. And, and what's happened here, you've probably heard, heard this or seen it, but I, I'm a part of it. Every single night at 7 o'clock, when the medical workers shift, switch, Everybody on the street opens their windows and applauds and yells. And, of course, we got this is New York, so we got bugles, we got drums. <laughs> we got people cheering every single night at 7 o'clock. It, it's one of those things. You have to be a part of it. it, it you, you well up to it. And it makes you want to yell and clap louder. And uh, it, it just it, it's fascinating stuff. And, of course, I've got to go. i got to tell you this. Okay, real, okay. So I have, you know... Uh, Outside, there is a, uh, I face other buildings, you know, a uh, morning dove has, has begun a nest. And here we have this hen morning dove sitting on the nest for three weeks now. I mean, I'm not moving. And what you see is that thing of the life force in juxtaposition to what we are going through, that life goes on, that those, the, the eggs that she is, is, is nursing are going to hatch, that life will go on. So you have this, in this little wonderful piece of nature reminding you that the force goes on. And, it, it, it's, it's, and I get to watch it every day. I've never watched a bird thing, but, you know, and it's one of those things. But it, the juxtaposition is really amazing. And as I said, you know, yeah. so much has changed. Yeah, but you know, it's things like that that we maybe you wouldn't have noticed that dove, that dove, maybe you wouldn't have noticed that dove on the nest before this, or if Absolutely. you, or if You're you, right. or if you had, it, it might have had a different meaning than it does today. Exactly. Or, and again, you'd be so busy with your own life, you go, yeah, yeah, do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you go, you go nest. Yeah, I got to go to work. You know. Yeah, that kind of. Yeah, it's truly. You're absolutely right about that. So, Lisa, have you seen that? Sorry. Go ahead, Lisa. No, no. Um, I what I wanted to say to my to uh, Uncle Ray is when you I know you're still you know getting out to do your power walk with your mask and all of that, but when you when you're out there, you know it must it has to be so surreal to even be in the park or, you know, what is it like trying yeah. to, you know, buy groceries or, um, you know, do anything of normalcy that you have, you need to do right now to stay alive? Well, what's interesting about you mentioned the, the walk in the park and I've, and I've had to cut that down because of course I'm a man of a certain age and over kid and my dog said, you know, would you sit down? You're not a jock. Anyway, you know, <laughs> but, uh, what, what's amazing is because I live uptown, it's less crowded. And people are very conscious of that, that six feet of separation. And, of course, anyone who has a brain is, is wearing a mask. And, it, and it's interesting to see who the people are choosing to flaunt that. You know, and it, it's obviously the younger crowd. Those of us around my age are clinging to life, you know, in terms of, you know, we can't have time to be, you know, arrogant here. Let's do what we're supposed to do. And the same thing with going marketing. 
uh, the lines outside the markets around the you must experience this too. Uh, and because, of course, real estate is what it is, the markets aren't as big as they would be in a, in a suburban mall. And so consequently, they're letting in a few people at a time. And you know, the Whole Foods, you know, has this thing about the seniors can go from, I don't know, 6 to 7 in the morning, although, you know, I don't see me buying a dozen eggs at 6 o'clock in the morning. But it's one of those things where I, you watch people respect that and respect each other about that. And everybody, you know, everybody, and of course, you cannot imagine. Now, remember, think New York City, avenue after avenue, street after street, packed with shops and restaurants and all, bars and all kinds of things, all closed down to, go, to, to, to walk and see everything is just shut, you know, and, and, and you know, it's okay. <laughs> you go to the corner liquor store, okay? Is it open? But yeah, that's important. We've got to have liquor stores open. But the owner of the store insists that, that to protect him and his, his workforce, you say you give the order outside the door, and they get it for you and bring it outside to you. And there are a few, you know, uh, of course, all these restaurants are now takeout only, mm-hmm. you know, and so you you try to do that. Uh, really, truly scary and remarkable, and 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 it really does force you to focus on the moment, to be it, conscious of where you are. Right. So we have a, a we have yeah. a few minutes left. Again, Ray DeMattis, thank you for being here. Um, Uncle Ray, oh Uncle Ray to Lisa, and I wish you were my <laughs> uncle. You sound you sound like a real hoot. I bet we would have some fun. Let me tell you that. Oh, he's so that. much fun. Oh my God, oh, okay. he's so much fun. And listen, he has more energy, and this is crazy. The man does not look his age. He doesn't act his age. His friends are definitely not his age. He looks him. He's not even on a guy. A one piece of medication, my uncle. Wow. I mean, he's like he's in great shape, and he's so much fun. That's I what love you. Him. you. Love that's what you call friend. good genes, right? Right. Well, let's uh, hope. You, <laughs> yes, let's hope. But thank you so much for that. That's lovely, Lisa. Thank you. We're going to take you up on that trip to New York City. Let me tell you when this is all. Oh, over. you got to do this. Well, well, let's try yeah, to yeah. let's try to leave this um, this conversation on a positive, on a positive note. note. We've got a couple of minutes sure. left, so let me ask you, Ray Demattis. I mean, what is your hope? And you know, you I, I really admire your your legacy, the you know what you've all that you've been through, but nothing like this. What do you see the future holds for all of us when this is over? Well, again, the my only reference to something like this was nine eleven. And, and watching, watching the recovery, New Yorkers will not give up because, of course, it, 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 the people who come here and decide to build careers here, you got to know your stuff because you, you are among the best. It would be dangerous for you or silly for you to come here and be in the arts and not be in, in top form, both physically, psychologically, and, you know, with talent because, again, which, which all about, which are about, is you come here to be serious. If you, you know, are here, or you are born here, or you, this is what you do. So what I'm, what I love, is that everybody is fierce in their own way. Everyone, you know, uh, neighbors and, and 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 business people, and everybody is is focused because that's the only way, not only to survive, but to win. And that focus is not going away. It's getting sharper and sharper and sharper. And 
fact that, that people are taking care of one another and are aware of one another. Uh, the, the, all my actor friends calling in and letting us know how they're doing or, you know, and you constantly supporting, you know, things, you know, Facebook and all those things are, are letting us know and letting us, uh, you know, stay in touch. Oh, uh, again, what I want, I want to see it turn around and I'm going to see it turn around because there's no way it cannot turn around. Will it be awful that making that, that climb that hill again but you bet your patootie there are people who are going to be at that top when it's time good let's leave it at that boy that those were some great words to end on well ray dematis thank you so much uh lisa thanks for making thank sure you. thanks for getting him on our stage today lisa we really thank you uncle ray it. oh you're so welcome thank you be well ladies you. and wash your hands yes okay, okay love you take, love bye you bye now bye ray bye well, that was a great conversation, Lisa, and I think it's time now to say thank you to our listeners. We hope that you stay safe, stay calm, stay sane. We're in this together, right? And we're fierce, like my uncle said, and we will. We have to get through this, and we will get through this. It's not going to be easy, but we're, we need to do it. Absolutely. All right, my dear. Well, I'm sad you're not here in the studio with me, but we'll see you back here same time, same place next week on WTIC News Talk 1080. Somewhere over the rainbow Way up high There's a land That I heard of once Once in a We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.